There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Now entering Nerdist.com. coming to pick up a television so you have to take the phone call the yeah the people that are coming to pick up the samsung blue jean just met a girl named blue jean sorry i just heard bowie on the way over here he bowie and bowie david bowie whoa what happened no this was on way left. yeah no i heard that from here yeah <laughs> Welcome, guys, to your hostful Nerdist podcast. When was the last time this this mic sucks, huh? Um, I don't know. Let me take a listen. Say I, can, something. I can move yeah, over. over here. You it's sound okay. Of, it does? I think so. It sounds wonky in this one. That might be your headphones. Maybe the input. These are brand new. Although, wait. If we sound okay and you sound wonky, you might as well move. The first 10 minutes of any Nerdist podcast talking <laughs> about the audio quality, trying to get it set up. Our apologies. I could cut it out, no, uh, someone, but I don't. Someone do episode 200. Someone, someone do a super cut. Someone do a super Someone's cut of made, us. Someone made a drinking game, and one of the rules of the drinking game was whenever... Wow. We talk about the yeah. audio at the beginning. Oh, of, I would like to read the rules of this drinking yeah. game. Of the podcast. There, there, it's somewhere. How do you yeah. sound now? I think uh, maybe it's just I, my voice doesn't register in my own head anymore. Nah, it's your headphones. You sound fine. You sound your headphones do but, look. But but you guys shitty. sound you guys sound great. I sound well. Tiny it's well, well you know I mean inside. Jonah years you, of radio you came experience. Up on radio. <laughs> and you got a face for it too. <laughs> now I came up on the CB Cannonball coming. Guys got a face for cartoons. Oh um, uh, yes. No, actually, I started working in television first, then radio. Yeah, I know. That's how that worked. That's a reverse thing. It was weird. How did you feel when you had to go to radio from television? No, I was very excited about it because it was K Rock, and when uh, oh, that was back when radio was something. Yeah, yeah, nineteen ninety five. That's fair. Jenny McCarthy and I went on the Kevin and Bean show on K Rock to promote a new MTV show called Singled Out, and um, their program director offered me a job after that. Wow, that's crazy. But but it was the overnight show, so I worked from midnight to five. And K Rock was such an awesome place to work back then because. Grunge had just popped nationwide, yeah. and K Rock really was. K Rock was a station that was um, directing where you know, like a lot of new music was coming through K Rock. Yeah. They were really so when you were working overnights and then going to work on Singled Out, were you like the Beta Seacrest? I was Beta Seacrest. I was Proto Seacrest. Proto Crest. I'm glad they got the Alpha. I was Proto Crest. That way we could have you. No, I was B Crest. The B-crest. next model was Seacrest. Yeah. 
Uh, and so, uh, no, the way that would it work is that we would shoot single out like two or three days a week. And there was one day of crossover where, you know, I'd, we'd finish shooting single out at like seven or eight o'clock at night. Cause we shoot four episodes of that show a day. And then, um, we, and then I would have dinner and then I would go to K rock around 1130 and then work midnight to five. Um, Jeez. so that was, uh, that's gnarly. It was because all the, I had gone from no radio experience. All of a sudden, I was alone, literally alone. There was no one else in the station. You, we didn't have a phone screener at that hour. Did you have to uh, get like certified? Yeah, 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 yeah. I had to. I had to get. I did. I had to get a license. <laughs> What's so I, funny? It was so funny. You did. You have to. You had, going, we're going to hire you, but take these classes. You, well, you, I had to get an operator's license, and then I had to go in for a, a, a handful of shifts and, and learn how to run the board and all that stuff. And Karak used to have this book. That had like every operator's license in there. So just like from the beginning of K Rock, you'd see these really old like like Jed the Fishes oh, um, wow. operating license. He's and still I, on, you know. I know he's still on, but even just like dating back, like Rodney Bingenheimer and all those yeah. guys. Rodney and, Bingenheimer's been uh, relegated to that uh, to just being kind of like uh, a jokey soundbite guy. On oh that, yeah, uh, Rodney. It's like on on Kevin and Bean, they play. Hey guys. They'll just play sound bites of him going, "Oh wow, oh hey, yeah." He was yeah. such a sweet guy, but that's that's really how he will. Hey. Oh, the Donnas, yeah. I had played their first seven inch. Wow, yeah, it was real good. Yeah, I remember back in those days, uh, you know, uh, Fred Schneider and I used to yeah. hang out and get waffles. Yeah, Tears for Fears, real good. Gonna play him again. Highest requested song. Originally, there's, originally <laughs> the highest requested song was, uh, you know, the anything song. <laughs> Oh, the, uh, band, the band's first name was, was uh, Smiles for Courage. I'm sorry. Oh, no, <laughs> that didn't really pop. They thought <laughs> it was too aggressive. Sound accusatory at times. So they went to Tears for Fears. No, you oh, just wow. always put that on me. I'm doing my own bit over here. That's I don't fair. need you guys. It's just very far away. We're having our and own if podcast. if we had our headphones, we could hear you. So but far I noticed that was the only one. from there. Yeah, we're all going to Canless. So we got to speak up. Canless podcast. I watched the Jerry Lewis documentary on Encore. Yep. Uh, Jerry Lewis, Method to the Madness. Encore, Encore. The Encore channel. Um, it, it, I, I was watching it and I was kind of, I was feeling kind of weird. I was like, I was like, something seems weird about this. It just doesn't seem like a legit documentary. It's the and then uh, the, uh, the, the first uh, credit, uh, like title card after when it's done is executive produced Jerry Lewis. Oh. And so clearly he saw the Don Rickles project, Mr. Warm, or the Joan Rivers. Uh, documentaries all. Yeah, that's what I want. I want a, I want a big orchestra. One of my shows. I want you filming one of my shows where I'm on stage and there's a big orchestra behind, behind me, and I'm like just killing the crowd. I'm killing the crowd. Hey, Michael, and, yo, and, come in. You can get your stuff. I'm sorry. I no, no. Came in. I thought it was a holiday. No, it's fine. Hey, no, yeah, <laughs> we have no. Holidays. We work year round, Michael. Yo, I don't know what's going on over at Air Studios. <laughs> Where are hey, you? Uh, shout out my Twitter name so I can get Twitter. Oh, hop over here for a sec. Huh? Just hop on for you one second. You never put me on your show, and I'm so well, upset about we're, that. We're putting it in the show now. Yeah, no, we need to book. Yeah, it's my fault because yeah, I fucking do fault. everything myself. But, oh, really? Uh, yeah. I just, I just hired people to start helping. Did you? Yeah. Did you? I did. Mm. <laughs> right? You are. You're making money now. See, that's what happens. Yeah, we're making cash. <laughs> we're making coin. We're making coin. Literally coins. We're, we're getting coin. paid in coins. <laughs> we're making lots of we're coins. Pressing. We bought a coin press. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're making, making, making coins. <laughs> I like that. I yeah. like that. How oh, are you doing? What's I, going on for the holidays? I, I'm going to Houston, Texas, and then I got uh, five shows, uh, New Year's, like December 29th through the 1st at Marco Island. Oh, yeah? Uh, Captain Brian's doing it out there, out, staying on a resort and doing some stand-up comedy. Nice. Wow. Oh, nice. wow. Yeah, that's right. How's everything been going? What's what's big in the world of uh, of E these days? You know, oh, uh, so November twenty, December twenty sixth, uh, which is next Monday. I'm going to Dallas. Yep, 
and going to a Mavericks game to see Chloe and Lamar. So that'll be fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> really? Yeah, I was on. So uh, you're Courtney. not going to go see the game. You're just going to go see them. No, no, I'm going to the game. <laughs> Are they playing? <laughs> They're going to put Chloe in. No, no. See, finally, then I would if if and that then happened. She dunks on somebody. Yeah. Oh, yes. Then at least I would be able to define what it is the Kardashians actually do. Oh, okay, come she on, dunks. Man. Any, you got to admit, you got to admit. Any other news organization <laughs> would be sending no, no, him to no. go see the defending champions play. He's going to see Chloe and Lamar. No, I was on their show, Courtney. I know, I know. But what I'm saying is, people like, oh, they don't have talent. Well, there is a talent to get people to keep coming back and watching you every single week. There Correct. is. That's there why is. they made four faces Tets. of death. In the old days, in the old <laughs> days, uh, the German word "geck" was a wild man who would bite the heads off chickens. Okay, and people would come back week after week to, to see watch it, that. To watch yeah. that, yeah. So there was there there was a skill there. But, but there is a lot of reality sh- shows come and go, and successful yeah. ones where they don't make money after the show. These people, like they made sixty five million dollars last year. Oh, that hurts my soul. It's a business. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that hurts business. my soul. Michael. Have you Yo. become oh. friends with them now? Oh yeah, I'm really good friends with Chloe. So don't yeah, say yeah. any yeah, trash. No, 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 no. Because oh, I no. will thrash you. Ah, <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. I've never said anything about the but Kardashians you, on the show. Did you ever have some kind of like reservations at first Except where you're like, like why, do I, why do I have to care? No, 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 no. It's Besides the, the thing, fact that it was your You job. know what? Because I did radio. I, you know, I did yep. Yo on E, and I met a lot of celebrities through that way of interviewing them and stuff. And you really get to know them, like during radio interviews rather than TV interviews where you're just looking for sound bites. Like when you're sitting in a room with someone, you really get the sense of who they are and why that show is so successful. Not that I want to talk about the Kardashians on this show, but <laughs> they are—they are as real as they are. Like when they say "cut" on the, it's still—they're still the same people. I gotta say, I—you know—what's interesting is, as long as I've been doing everything, I find that the people that I've shit on the most. And then you meet them, and they turn out to be really nice, and you're the like, ah, people. fuck. And then the people... They're human beings. You forget th- that people are human beings. Then the people that that are, like, so nice on TV, you find out are really dicks in real life. Yeah. You know Tim what Allen. <laughs> what? Did Tim, was Tim Allen no. a dick to you? No, no, but, making that up. but I tell you, everybody oh. talk sure, trash true. about Tom Cruise. I don't know if anybody's met Tom. One of the nicest people you ever meet in your well, life. Well, I just... I went to the Mission Impossible premiere in London, yeah. um, and, and Simon Pegg was saying... He was like, I worked with the guy almost yeah. every day... He was one, literally the nicest person you he could is. ever. I've heard that. Not in a guy. creepy way, and just like he's just a nice you regular know, guy. You know, one thing that stood out about me uh, when I talked to him, and this is off camera too. He looks you right in the eye, which I mean, he like he pays attention to you. He doesn't care what's going on. Every when he's talking to you, he's talking to you. He is focused. So you've Isn't interviewed Tom Cruise. I've interviewed him, but then I've hung out backstage at concerts with him and Will Smith. And Will Smith is cut from the same like nice guy too. Not like we're hanging like, but you know, have conversations with him. Is he uh, is Will Smith really funny and? conversation he is you know what he's a warm guy and that's what i like when i interview a reality star and they give me attitude or it's like you they just do the wrong things this guy makes 20 million a film and is the nicest like literally literally i know that i said tom was a nice but will smith is genuine nice i think they should fight to see who's the nicest guy. I would watch that movie. That would be awesome. That would be a fucking pain. And that would be a great movie. The nicest guy and have the nicest them go guy. against each other. And they have to be out-nicing each other. Out-nicing yeah. each other. Yeah, well, Will Smith might have the reach on Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is not... People say, like, oh, he's not super tall. He's not a short guy. Like, he's he's well, just, no, no, no. He's just well, not 6'2". I mean, he, no, no, I mean, he's 5'9". Yeah. Five, I mean, well, what are you, like? 5'10". Oh, that's why you say he's not a short guy. Yeah, what's wrong with that? All right, I understand. What's wrong with that, Michael? Can I put up my Twitter? Please. Because you have millions of li- at Michael Yo, at Michael Yo, at Michael Yo. So it's three Michael Yo's? <laughs> no. yeah. Oh, damn it. I'm messing <laughs> up. Damn. <laughs> like, like, there's no at no Michael Yo. There's no room. <laughs> there's no room. It's yeah. just like retweeting. It's just you doing no, it. Just at Michael Yo. At I, Michael Yo. I have to go on set. Oh, you're going to go do, do well, E News? Yeah, I have to go make news. Is okay, Rebecca go make Black news. On the show today? Huh? 
Was what? Rebecca Black on the show today? Oh, no, 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 but I saw her walking around. Yeah, yeah, so I, I did something with her earlier. Oh, did you? Are you yeah, serious? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I told her, uh, I was like, I was like, hey, I'm the guy that made you dress up in a uh, dinosaur costume at the VMAs. And she's like, so you're the one that ruined my first time meeting Joe Jonas. She said that to you? Yeah. Oh, my God. Snarky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. What a oh, firecracker. Uh, one more thing to say. At Michael Yo. Bye, <laughs> <laughs> Michael. Bye, Michael Yo. Eh, Michael Yo is such a sweetheart. <laughs> I still can't stand the Kardashians and what I, they represent, but I like Michael Yo. Some of their faces are hard to look at. What? That was vague. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that was vague. <laughs> well, no, like, no, Kim's I really the only like one Yo. that's good looking. And should, that's not so much anymore. Even I'm not going to eliminate people. Then they'll know who I'm talking about. But there's a couple that are pretty decent to look at. And then there's one you're like, what is going that's on? Chloe, right? Jesus Christ, Jonah. No. Guys, it's not like we're all fucking prizes over here. Well, I am. You, you are. guys aren't. I know. I know. Yeah. But that's what I was getting at. I was talking about me and Jonah. I was I, but, but you. I was at Target last night and I wanted All trash right, bags. your majesty. I wanted trash bags and a woman was standing in front of the trash bags that I wanted. So I was just walking by and she wasn't moving. And uh, she turned to look at me and uh, her face, like she had lipstick poorly applied and looked crazy. So I just kept going around the corner. And then I hear her yell to her friend. That fat asshole was just staring at me. Oh, and then I was um, like, wow. Uh, and then I think I heard a little bit more of what she was talking and I was going to go over and say something to her, and then I was like, no, this is the target where people get stabbed. Yeah. It wasn't really a stabbing. It was a sword assault. <laughs> it was a sword. No, there were two instances. <laughs> One was a person with a kitchen knife they took from the kitchen section, and then there was a sword incident. Well, that's yeah. resourceful. Yeah. And then you go to the trash bag section to uh, dispose of the bodies yeah, in lawn and garden. I was yeah, just like really, tent. but it was what was weird about it is when she said that I put back the M and M's I was buying. <laughs> so did she do yeah. you a favor? Yeah, did so. Crazy Lady do you a favor? I guess so. Did you go just thank wasn't, her? Um, wasn't like a, the poorly applied lipstick? Was it some kind of a Maria Bamford character that she goes into the targets and baby look pretty now, mommy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Bamford. one of my faves. Well, I'm sorry you had a. Uh, I'm sorry you had a, 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 so a horrible weird. run in. It's just weird being arbitrarily insulted. Like well, you I were insulting her in your head. Can I tell you something though? No, that was a that was an IRL version of the internet. Yeah, I guess so. Where someone just says a thing where you're like, "Wow, you would say that to another your person." Well, I mean, who was she, she talking to? I think a friend. Or who was she talking to somewhere? Herself? I don't know. I don't know. Might have been Maybe talking to herself. Just, I think she was talking no to a friend because when I when I, I was talking to the trash when bags. I was walking back down the aisle, I think she was on the other side of like the aisle, walking the other way. And then I swear to God, out of the corner of my eye, I saw her stop. And then I heard someone say, just let it go. Did you Maybe say to her, her other personality? Did you say know. to her, you belong in the trash bag aisle? No, I just was like, well, I guess I'll put the, both of these bags of M&M's back. All right. Well, I mean, she, well, the Christmas ones. I wanted them for Christmas morning. Yeah. Because <laughs> Christmas is on a Sunday. Whatever. She wins. I don't know if she wins. <laughs> she won. I think she might be losing quite a lot. <laughs> she won. Quite a lot. Anyway, that um, was my last night. There's a lot of fun stuff I want to talk about. Um, Do any of them involve boobs? No. All right. I guess I'll listen anyway. No, I'm sorry. Uh, I can try to, thro I can throw, try to throw some tits Work on any in. story. Work it in. Any story is better. Just add tits. So... Um, Louis uh, C.K.'s new comedy special uh, got some tits. Man tits. In the form of, mm. uh, he put it out online for uh, five, five bucks. bucks. Five bucks, and Cut he gave all the man. money to charity. 
You give all the money to charity? Yep. Whoa, that's silly. God. What what charity? Um, I can't remember. It was, Toys he was for actually kids? no. He asked Twitter which charity he should do, and not one in the U.S. because he had already given a bunch of money to some charity in the U.S. And so he, yeah, I can't remember. I, <laughs> yeah, fuck the U.S. Yeah, but he was asking everyone like which charity he should give it to. And he picked a charity. That's amazing because he made a ton of money on that. Yeah, and gave it all away. No, he didn't. He did. The world made a ton of money. The world. Yeah. <laughs> You're absolutely <laughs> right. Oh, well, that's that's really well. That was resourceful and generous of him. Because I was thinking about it in the first five days. They said he made two hundred grand of profit, two hundred grand profit. Yeah. So just doing some quick math in my head, I reasoned that was about seventy five thousand people, seventy thousand people, seventy five thousand people. Because the special I'm guessing costs probably about one hundred and fifty to shoot. It costs 100, 150 to shoot a comedy special yeah. um, and have it look good. And so then for profit on that, he was charging five bucks a head, I think, or five bucks a download. So, yeah, that put it like 70, 75,000 people. And at first I thought, well, he probably would have made the same amount of money if he had done it with like HBO or Comedy Central. But then a million people would have seen it. So was it really better to do it that way? But yeah, because there are way more people talking about it than had it been on HBO. That's but then that's ultimately what I arrived on. Yeah, because yeah. I would. I, and, and he's con- and he's continuing to sell it. And yeah, it's, and it's all his. Yeah, yep. there's it's nobody else's. It's not an well, HBO. His manager special. gets a cut, probably. No, but it's his. Okay. You know. <laughs> um, well. I do. Uh, I do. I mean, you know, there, there's no question that Louis is one of the best comics i mean in history best comics and particularly best comics working today when you see where he goes with stuff you just get mad i'm not mad in a in an like an angry way just like oh fuck that's so brilliant yeah where that went i never would have gone that way no he's he's great i saw him at the universal live theater earlier this year and it was such a good show yeah he's uh he's gonna go down he's gonna go down as uh one of the Carlin types. Yeah, I think he's already he's already there. Like it's like he's already like a young, you know, like when Carlin was just being heralded. It's gonna the next thirty years will tell. Yeah, if Louis gonna put out a special, he, another thirty specials. Carlin, I don't know though. For Carlin me, though, didn't even really do one a year. No, he didn't. Well, he, one every few years. No, but, didn't he do one? I think there was a very good stretch of like twelve years where it was one a year for him. Yeah, no, there was a stretch, but it wasn't, you know. Yeah, but let me ask your opinions years, on this. Do you think it's better to do a volume of material? Yes. Or do you think it's better to do one every few years where it's a little more special? Uh I like Does it lose some of its special I'm not I'm not judging either way. I'm curious to know what you guys think. Does it lose some of what's special about it if you do one every year and then at a certain point is it like, oh yeah, well, you know, he'd put out another no, one. It's I think it's more prolific. It is prolific, but does that necessarily mean that it's special? Prolific doesn't necessarily mean it's special. Prolific just means he's doing a lot of them. Yes, but I, me, I'm just impressed by. I'm impressed. I'm more impressed by that. It's it's impressive, and the the thing is, though, if one isn't very good, I'm not saying it's not impressive. I'm asking you if it's special. No, like I think it's the idea of doing it is very special. Yeah. because they're so very, you make you, a bigger event, like it's like well, you know when a Chris Rock special comes out, it's a big deal. It's like it's it's as big. Like HBO will push it like they used to, like a Michael Jackson concert or a Madonna right. concert. They would months. Would they do that if Chris Rock were doing a special every year? Ah, uh, probably no, not. I think it just it's that know. time of year again. You know? I mean, every comic's different. You know, there's only there's only a handful of comics I could think of that could even come close to doing. I mean, just in in terms of like. How much that? I mean, Patton puts out albums pretty regularly, like every his, couple of years. His his material turns over like that. Patton, yeah. 
Paul Tompkins is another guy where you see him like two months later and you're like, where the fuck did that 30 minute chunk come from? Like, more Paul Tompkins albums, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, I agree. That happened. You can listen to his podcast, which is fantastic. Pod Tomcast. Yeah, Paul's uh, Paul's up there with like one of my all time favorite writers. He's another guy where you go, hello, fuck. What an amazing attack on that premise. And then just watching him deep dive down tangent holes is, yeah. is mind-blowing. Pop it back up and you still know yeah. where he's at. You know? yeah. And then going back down again. Just it's... listen to his peanut brittle bit on Impersonal. So <laughs> yeah. fucking no, funny. Impersonal is a perfect record. It's so a, it's, fucking funny. It's one funny. of the all-time best comedy records. So uh, I, I have snack, not... which we've established, is very common. Yeah. <laughs> peanut brittle. Um <laughs> also elegant balloons who could forget elegant balloons elegant balloons <laughs> I drive by that a lot I didn't de-collapse my opera hat for this <laughs> de-collapse my opera hat oh god damn it let's get Paul back on we should we yeah. will we'll get Paul back on we'll get Paul back on well I'm just I'm 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 very into I'm looking at comedy specials a lot now because I'm going to I can't exactly give any details, but I think I'm going to make one early next year. <laughs> you can just say you're going to make one. You don't have to give the details. Okay. I think I'm going to make one early next Hooray! year. I'm going to make so, one eventually. That's a big news. It is big news. Um, the problem for me is that I've been so busy with other stuff that I have not been able to do the regular kind of club gigs like I had in previous years. Yeah. yeah. And so all of a sudden I, I, had a, uh, I had a diarrhea moment. Where I just realized, like, oh, shit, that's in a couple months, and I don't know if I'm ready. You know, like, just in terms of there's no substitute for doing tons of sets to tighten up your material and to fill in all the gaps and to make sure everything kind of, you know, works works together. Yeah. So uh, I hope I don't fuck that up. But I'm going to be doing a ton of shows. What? I said we'll give you more time on the Nerdist shows. Oh, I appreciate that. We won't ramble. Yeah, I went and did Myra's day off the other day. Nice. I gotta say, I need if it's okay, I need to pop up on the Wednesday show at Meltdown a bunch. I'm gonna start doing much more shows too because the last Friday of January, um, Friday, I'm gonna be, uh, uh, I'm gonna be recording my next record. Oh shit! Yeah. Do you have a name for it yet? Uh, Yes, it's another line from the Mystery Science Theater movie, and it's gonna be called "Hello, Mr. Magic Plane Person." Hello. <laughs> the last Friday of January, yes, the twenty seventh. Yeah, are you going to make a seventy eight? No, it's going to be it's going to be another seven inch record at oh, okay. uh, thirty three speed, thirty three okay. RPM. You should have seventy eight. The kids are loving the seventy eight. Yeah, yeah, the glass record. It's going to be on glass, <laughs> uh, but uh, it's going to be on AST Records. It's going to be on a wax cylinder. This is going to be the guys, same guys who put out my last record, AST. Yep, and uh, specialthing.com. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fun. You should put them together and make a fourteen inch. No, I'm going to put the records out three don't work that inches. way. No, that's how it works. <laughs> He's going to put out a 21-inch. You order, order records like pizza. Yes, exactly. Who got the 21-inch show in array? Oh, I would uh, love pizza. It's going to be a free show, and uh, I want everyone to come out. Where are you, where are you recording it? At, uh, I'm going to do it at Meltdown. I figure, awesome. I figure I have to do it at Meltdown. you got to do it at Meltdown. Yeah, yeah. Is it going to be a Wednesday show, or are you going to do a separate show? No, I'm going to do it like it's on Friday. Uh, oh, you said that already. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know. I was trying to erase yeah. the Rebecca Black you tried to plant in my head. Shit. <laughs> um, but, uh, oh, shit. But you're not going to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you know that you know that fucking house we live next. to? I know the fucking house, the crack house you live next well, door to. Well, it's like you know, they're like they cleared out every, like people that were there. They boarded it up, and then the crack just, nest. There, there's a guy that's been like uh, he's he's been there fixing up the place. He like fixed up the back house. Made it really nice. By fixing up, do you mean like put in special doors for passwords for people to go in and get crack? No, 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 no. Like it's like this guy's been doing a legitimate job of like cleaning up the entire house and making it like a livable place where they can, so they can sell it. But uh, the a, 
a guy or two that used to hang out there still shows up and mm. tries to get in, and he's there right now. And Deanna said, the guy was back checking out under the car tarp. A lady with a dog was with him and took the mail from the house. He saw me using the phone and left. Sounds like a Lou Reed song. Yeah. Those, those uh, are lyrics. Yeah. Um, so what are you going to do? Well, it, it fucking sucks because Deanna's there by herself and like, you know. So I'd go Christmas shopping. Well, that'll take all day. Can no, I tell? It's not, it's not about it's like leaving. It's just and It's not like. Oh, you're saying the you're there by yourself. It's not about just like you know. Do you have a dog? In the other way, what? Do you have a dog? Yeah. Oh, you do have a dog. Yeah, yeah. Ruben. Oh, we got a, you got a wiener dog. No, it's a little chubby uh, corgi. Mutt. Nah, I think it's a wiener dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just reassigned your dogs. Yeah, yeah. Um, what? Uh, can I tell the Deanna story from the other night? Yeah. It's so um, funny. This is something I got to handle. <laughs> All right. I just like because she's there by herself. Those people are sketchy. I gotta call her. I gotta call the cops or something like that. Tell them to come by. And tell them to get away. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Just... That's all right. Yeah. Tell me. Yeah, whatever story. you want to protect your girlfriend and stuff. I wouldn't. <laughs> oh, hey, Greta, you'll be fine. There's a uh, there's a kitchen knife in the drawer. The kitchen one we got at Target good for mass stabbing. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was there was another time too when I was driving. Speaking of weirdly being insulted in, in public, just arbitrarily, I was dry. I was turning on Fairfax and Third. And I was taking a right, and a guy coming in on his bike said, "Yelled, slow down, fatty." <laughs> that sucks. It was very strange. I mean, I was much fatter then, but and maybe his point was valid. Perhaps I was going fast, and I, I was fat, but still, it was just weird. <laughs> Perhaps <laughs> those seem like disparate concepts. Yeah. Um. Well. Is there anything you do? You want to talk about it? Do you want to get some no, feelings? No, it's, it's weird. I mean, she did. I mean, I was like, wow. I, I, get, I, best, I bet I do look like a fat asshole right now because I was this disheveled coming back from work. No, you don't look like thing. a fat asshole. But I was like, well, my hair wasn't combed, and uh, that doesn't I, make you. And then I looked in my cart and I was like, oh, look at all this beef jerky and M and M's he's buying. What a fat asshole. Well, you know, people Maybe on the Atkins looked. diet eat beef jerky. I yeah, think that's why I bought the beef jerky, and. uh but I did. I put back the M and M's. But M and M's are the Fatkins diet. Yeah. Oh, that would be a great diet. <laughs> Most people are on it. <laughs> <laughs> I just want a diet where all I can eat is bread. You can do that. Yeah. You. It's just not going to be good for you. But you can do it. Nothing's stopping you from doing I it. I ordered this uh, online. I ordered this Atkins makes apparently a mix, like a two pound mix that per serving has five net carbs, mm-hmm. and it's like it's a you can do it's a baking mix. So you can make like pancakes or bread with it. Okay. I don't know. I, I ordered it off Amazon. I have no idea just if to it's going to be good. Yeah, just to see. See, I don't think the... it's You should eat carbs. Good carbs. Good carbs. Understandably so. Yeah. Right. But when Carbs I do, are your fuel. Right. But when I do have bread, I should have bread that's not awful for me. If I, you know... All this fitness stuff is reminding me that... Uh, um, you bought me a kettlebell? I got you a kettlebell. Thank you. I don't. You know, spend I see the, the kettle. I see the kettlebells in the gym. They're so expensive, and they're they're kind of a. a I mean, like it, it was it was sort of a fad for a while. <laughs> yeah. And I would caution people: if you're going to swing a kettlebell, you just have to be very careful because you could really fuck your back up. You have to do yeah. it exactly the right yeah, way yeah, 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 yeah. to swing the kettlebell. But Jonah Ray is, is back. Our our own nerds podcast kettlebell. What happened? Oh, just like you know, they're like they're there going because like the guy who's been staying there, he's on a trip right now, and he parked his like car in they're the there they're queer get used to it and so it's a really serious situation but <laughs> the cops 
no, it's uh, it's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's just fine. She's okay. There, she's not harassing. He's the guy's not harassing your house, is he? No, but it's like it's kind of you know it's if they're gonna like we were told by the neighbor to just like keep an eye on the house and uh, they've been known to just break in and stay there, you know. Right. So it's like it's it's just it's you know neighborly and. And like they're sketchy, and like she's just there by herself, and you know I don't know what they're capable of. They live in a river, right? You know? So I don't know. What <laughs> oh, are, so you're saying that otters have moved in next door? What river do they otters live, live in? in a river, river otters. River otters. There yeah. are absolutely river yeah. otters. That's true. I have no idea. Well, maybe you should get your next tattoo. Welcome river to science. Otter. Yes, because of the animal I just found out about <laughs> should be on my arm for the rest of my life. Why not? River otters are adorable. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, Way more approachable than their uh, snooty city cousins, the city, city otters. City otters with their jugs. Um, anyway. Is it all right? So everything's okay? Yeah, everything's fine. Okay, everything's good. Fine. Um, can I tell the Just Deanna story from the other yeah, night? Because it's so fucking funny. What, what, if most people who are listening who have not met uh, Deanna, she's uh, just one of the sweetest, also most earnest and sincere people. Like when you talk to her, she's just she's funny. She's funny, yeah. but she's really sweet. Yeah, she's a very very like awesomely sweet girl. And she's and not one of those people that's like it's like so nice that you were thrown off by it. Here's how I know you guys are perfect. Like you know, in a in a in a movie or like in a TV show where you know like one person meets who was who was obviously like the female counterpart to that person. That's Deanna for you. Like yeah. you guys are so perfectly suited for each other, and this cemented that for me. <laughs> But we did um, we did a show at uh, UCB Tournament of Nerds Tournament at UCB the, nerds. the other night, which got incredibly racist. <laughs> it got <laughs> more from yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not on my end. Not on no. Not on the not, two white guys. No, <laughs> it was other people yeah. on the show. But anyway, I mean, and not not in an aggressive way, but no, it, like just like in everyone just going for it in like. in, a, in a hey we're being shocking comedians yeah. kind of a way. Yeah, I mean, to the point where I think I mean the show was fun, but I think at the end of the show I was like, I just want to go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, but uh, but it was fun. But anyway, uh, and no, I'm not saying racism is fun. So please just stop that email you're typing right now. Yeah. Uh, all right. But we said <laughs> so. We saw. <laughs> so like I was, start typing when you say all right. No, I was hitting delete. <laughs> I saw I saw Deanna right after the show, and I go, uh, and there was there were a few of us hanging around, yeah. and I go, Hey, you gonna you gonna hang out after the show? <laughs> Deanna, as sincerely and earnestly as possible, goes, no, I really have to shit, and I don't want to shit here. I'm just going to go home and shit. And, it was, and I was like, well, at first I thought, is that a euphemism? And like, no, no, she really means... And then she kind of had her arms crossed. Yeah. But it was such... It was such the way that a... She was like, it was like the movie Big. Like a kid was put in an adult's body, <laughs> and that's what they would say. That's what yeah, a kid yeah. would say. I really have to shit. Can I go home and shit? Yeah. And it was so adorable. And I know that you are a fan of pooping. You're a big fan. Yeah. yeah and so, uh, and uh, which is not me making a joke. You have a whole bit in your act about <laughs> about how much you love it. Yeah. And um, and so that to me was like that. Jonah has found. Yeah. I mean, yeah, right. she loved, and like she, it's like you so know, earnest. And she doesn't want to. She doesn't want shit there. I really have to yeah. shit, and I gotta go home and yeah. shit. Well, it's because you know, and I know it's like in her in her thought process, it's just like you know, it do, it's no big deal. Sometimes people just gotta take a shit. That's Obviously, human. The, the bathroom's there, not the best. It's a human thing. Yeah. And then like, uh, it's just you know, she and she also doesn't want to be the person. that's like, no, nah, we're just gonna go. Right. Gonna be like, oh, what an asshole! <laughs> what are you gonna take a shit or something? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fucking no qualms about it. Just gotta take a shit. Yeah, she's the best. Thinking back to how many nights I would have enjoyed more had I just shit. 
Like, you know, when you're like hanging out with your friends when you're like 17 and you're like, oh, I'll just shit later. And then, or was that just me? No, no. I, we, we shit when we were teenagers too. Yeah. No, I didn't. Like, I would just hold it and then get very uncomfortable. Why didn't you just take a shit? I don't know. I don't know. I'm shitting blood now. I think I have a bleeding ulcer. That's fun, right? How do you just fucking drop something like that <laughs> on your friends? Like and just like and like be so lackadaisical about it. Have you gone to the doctor? No, I don't have. You insurance. really need to go. No, to the you don't do- fucking need insurance to go to a doctor when you're shitting blood. It's all right. You, it's. it's I don't know if that's all right. No, it's Matthew. Fine. It's not. It it's hurt. one of like the things they say that sh- like you know that's it's like dangerous. It means something bad. Yeah. It could be a bleeding ulcer. It could be a lot of things. Yeah. Well, not not to not to get not to get gross because this just took a weird turn. <laughs> uh, but if. You you also it's possible to experience that phenomenon if you're popping blood vessels when drinking the business is coming out. Yeah, no, it's not that. It's clotted. It's uh, it's probably. <laughs> How long has that been going on? Like a week. Would you please call a doctor, dude? You can go. You can go to like a walking clinic and you can just pay 80 bucks. Yeah, like I'm made of money, Joe. You are. Jesus. You fucking you order are. weird guitars on eBay. Would you order a doctor on eBay for your fucking colon? Wait, I can get it. Right over eBay on doctor? Fountain and uh, Fountain, fountain and Highland. Would you pretend that the doctor and visit is a left handed Kurt Cobain guitar? Citizens Medical Group. I go there all the time. They're great. Do it. What? Go fucking today. Now I'm busy. No, yeah, you're busy losing blood from your anus. You need to fucking go to the doctor. Yes, it'll be fine. Don't worry. Oh, my God. Man. So worried about this casually, kid. To casually just bring it up to you. Like, we were two talking about friends. shit. What? It was <laughs> on subject for once. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not cute. The man. most unforgettable just... four minutes of Nerdist <laughs> podcast ever. In my head, I keep going, I, should I cut this out? I should probably cut this out. Maybe I should Why? cut this out. What's I don't know point? if people want to hear about that yeah. right before right before Christmas. <laughs> like, that makes any difference. Yeah. <laughs> right before Christmas. Um. You're talking about, do you, want me to, do you want me to go ahead and name this episode Christmas Shits? Because I will do it. Yes. No, I can't. <laughs> You can't. Christmas sure you shits can't. aren't black. You can't do that. So how are you guys? <laughs> well, I'm doing pretty good. Not shit and blood. You good. know when all my black shits happen? Good. On Friday. Hey, Friday. Friday. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. This made me so angry. Why? Because it's like a bad thing. It's a bad He's thing worried about you. Blood. We're both worried about That's you. Fine. All right. Where to from here? The McDonough Funeral Home. (laughs) 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 For Matt. And this time, he's not going to be helping other people. It's going to be some weird fucking kind of like a... Like some kind of war movie where Chris and I are going to have to accompany the casket all the way back to Boston. (laughs) Yep, that's right. A road trip movie where we learn a little bit about ourselves. It sounds great, you guys. Taking our friend back who wouldn't uh, get his weird... Rectal clots investigated. I'm sure it'll stop eventually. Once yeah, yeah, out of yes, blood. when you die. <laughs> um, um, well, just please take care of yourself, Matthew. Andy, because other. we love you. We want you to take care of yourself. Um, uh, sorry, man. I didn't mean to get angry at you, but you understand why, right? You understand mm. why I do these things to you. <laughs> See, here comes the love. The what? Push out the jive. Bring in the love. That's just me being concerned. What are you doing? I'm looking up Clemens. Uh, I thought you were looking at blood in the stool. 
Oh wait, they're not. They don't fucking post anymore. I don't know how to check them. Yeah, you, I have them on my phone. I got some on my phone. Are we at the halfway part? Should we we uh, are at the halfway part. We should do a couple of those. Is but that I how do. We do it. Do we have other uh, matters to? Uh... I do want to talk about a couple of things Go before ahead. we get to that. We do end up. We do usually end up doing comments about halfway through. We do. Yeah, I have a hard out. So. Go. <laughs> your hard out. Your hard out has clots in it. Um, oh, we got the uh, this Saturday night. We got the uh, the end of the year special. Nerdist TV special year in review. Yeah. yeah. With uh, you guys and Mike Furman and Will Wheaton and Nathan Fillion and Simon Pegg and David Tennant. Kumail Nanjiani. And Kumail Nanjiani. And we announced the uh, Nerdist of the Year Award. And uh, the show was it really, it's fun. I hope people, I don't know. I take everything with a, you know, like I go, maybe I'm biased because I love everyone who was on the show. But the cut that I saw was really fun. And it airs uh, BBC America at uh, 9, 8 central on Christmas Eve. So please watch it, and I hope you like it. Yeah. Because uh, it, was, it was really fun. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't, yeah, we got a few more. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll win you back. Yeah. We'll win you back. So uh, watch um, that. Also, uh, I believe as a way to promote uh, Hall & Oates being added to Rock Band, they, they made a uh, – there's a thing called Call & Oates – and you call 71926OATS, O-A-T-E-S. Do you not know about this, John? No. Oh, yeah. it's great. We did it on the show yesterday. Oh, on you the did? On the of the show, yeah. Here, let me see if I can... <laughs> Is it like song a day? Like a, yeah, kind like of. Giants? Kind of. Here we go. Um, what did I say? 716 or 719? 719. 719. 719-26-O-A-T-E-S. Uh, Let's see if we can get this to work. It's very quiet. Oh, yeah. No, that didn't work. Is it on speaker? Here, I'll do it on speaker. Hang on. I have it right here. It's from Colorado. Wait, wait. Here, I got it. All right. Welcome to Colin Oates, your emergency hall and Oates helpline. To hear one-on-one, please press one. To hear it go, please press two. To hear Manita, please press three. To hear private pies. You're a rich girl, and you're gone too far, cause you know it don't matter anyway. You can rely on the and it just plays the whole song, and then it hangs up. That's great. It's great. It's a girl, but it's gone too far, cause you know it don't matter anyway. You better get your blood clots checked out, get your blood clots Um, no, you wanted to hear Private Eyes. Yep. Oh, hey, here we go. <laughs> yeah, so Call and Oates was, uh, was a fun thing that they did. Uh, it was really fun. Work, Which, uh, and then that made me want to uh, explore my adult contemporary password protection software, Kenny Loggins. Oh, I that was funny. Mm-hmm. I saw that. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I tweeted that. Yeah, you, you, you put in the wrong password enough times and you go in the danger zone. Oh, hey. Hey, hey. I'm getting a little older now. Now I just take Surface Streets to the danger zone. Hey, <laughs> get out of town, you guys. Surface Streets <laughs> to the danger zone. <laughs> take a fountain or Olympic. Stopping at the light, waiting for the traffic. Go. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Taking that long time. Everything is stop and go. Nice. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I just improv that. I should be on whose line? You should be on uh, Wildin' Out. <laughs> oh, God. Those are the worst words you could ever say to a person. <laughs> Those are literally the worst words. <laughs> Second two, I think I'm bleeding rectally. The next one is you should be on Wildin' yeah. Out. Oh, you know what I did? Uh, when I, was I don't know that because I wasn't with you. I watched uh, all of Game of Thrones. Great oh, show. Yeah. I know. Great show. I know. I really enjoyed it. It really is a fun, yeah. delightful show. Yeah, I like Valanistas. It's Paul Bonanno. Hey, Paul Bonanno. Paul and I just posted a video today uh, that we made for the soup, where it's a it's, it's a commercial for a new doll called the Justin Bieber Real Hair Hair Doll. <laughs> and what is this? It's a Justin Bieber doll made out of his actual hair. Hey, that's yeah. awesome. So check that out. What does that post? It's on my website, JonahRay.com. JonahRay.com. Dot com. Alanister always pays his debts. Uh, I do. Oh, I have to. You know, I, I, I. There are probably several mistakes that I made in my book. Uh oh. That, uh, <laughs> that I mean, happening right I mean, now? just in terms of like, you know, I think there's there's a typo here and oh, there. Wait, there is something. There's something I I heard because I was listening to the audio version, and there's like a. It's like a. Uh, there's a reference that I think you shift a character name, in within the reference. I did. Yeah, I, I I can't remember what it is, but I remember it's like you, it's like it's and it still makes sense because uh, like you know it's like it's weird because it passed by, and then like uh, I remember just like I was like wait did he is it like is like I think it just like it's a slight it's just, it's just another character from the same movie. It's fun. It's funny because you, the audio recording process, is, it it feels, weird. Is it rushed? It's well. It's not that it's rushed. It's just that. You know, you go in and they give you your book in just a stack of pages. Yeah. And you just get through however much your voice can handle in a day. And for me, I could really only talk for two hours straight uh, in each session. Really? It took your career is basically just talking all the time. Not Try talking nonstop for two hours. Nonstop. Yeah, yeah. And you're not just like talking like conversationally. You're talking up here because you're trying to, That's true, yeah, you know, yeah. get across. So imagine without stopping... Just straight talking, yeah. and two hours is about before your voice starts to go. Kind of like, like a man this. in the moon. Yeah, when he reads. Yeah, if you believe. Yep. Kind of like how Andy Kaufman did that. Yep. And so uh, uh, it really, it really is a. You just don't realize. Like I would leave those sessions, my entire fucking head would hurt because my my throat was so torn up yeah, yeah. from. Uh, would you do any exercises beforehand? No. Me, 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 Book, 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 book. Talk, 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 talk. I'm gonna talk about me, 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 me. You, 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 you. No, but someone asked me, you know, the whole fitness section of the book. I refer to trainer Tom. Yeah. And he's in a web soup sketch. Tom is in a Tom is in a web soup sketch. But also just a great guy, and 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 certainly a guy who you know completely changed my life and so i always i always i always refer to him as trainer tom in the book and then someone emailed me and they're like hey i wanted to get a hold of tom but you didn't say his last name and i was like sure i did in the oh no it's in the thank you part he's i looked at it i looked it up he's in the thank you part as you know like he gets thanked as as tom Dieters, but i didn't just in the body of the book, yeah, yeah. I just kept referring to him as Trainer Tom, and I think in my head I thought, oh, I said who? Of course, I said who he was. Yeah. So if you do 
Uh, Tom is an amazing guy, sweet guy. Based out of Orange County now, right? Based out of Orange County. Uh, if you have questions for him or or whatever, you can tweet him at Tom J. Dieters, D-E-T-E-R-S. Yeah. So sorry about that. I'll try to correct that in the uh, soft back version of the book. Mm. Uh, but uh, just an amazing, super sweet guy. Such, like the nicest guy. And I mean, I genuinely we, cares about people. Yeah, it's funny when we were shooting that sketch for um, uh, Web Soup. Like there was a there was a part in the set that kind of wobbled when the door opened, and I made a, an Ed Wood reference, and I just kind of said the first line, and then he said the next line, and I was like, I was like, oh wow, you're awesome. Yeah, you're, you're a great, smart guy. Yeah, he's 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 great because he's just this like nice spiritual buff guy and you don't like really expect him to kind of be as on it as he, he is the heart of a nerd like <clears throat> it's so funny as much as as much as nerds kind of i think sort of like it's very polarizing where you're like where you where i at least for me when i was growing up i realized like okay i'm not i'm not going to fall into the physical camp so i'm just going to go as far into this other direction as possible which is you know all the nerdy stuff yeah. that i love and tom has always been He's always been super like fitness guy, karate guy, like yeah. Mr. Physical. But deep down inside, he's always wanted to be a nerd. And when you look at all of his clients, they're like he has a client that he's he's swapping um, Photoshop Photoshop lessons uh, ah. for because he, he he likes to take he's a photographer too. Awesome. So he's swapping Photoshop lessons and you know just like learning how to do all computer stuff in, in exchange for fitness lessons, which is like the fucking coolest thing in the That's world. Great. Uh, so uh, give Tom J. Dieters a, a, a shout on Twitter and tell him tell him hi and that you send him hugs. So uh, we also have questions. We have comments. Well, we have questions that, that are comments. comments that are that would make them questions. That would definitely make them comments. But if they're questions, well, there. But there's also some comments. Join in any time, Matt. Oh, I'm waiting for a room, and <laughs> you guys just going for it. Yeah. Oh, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Can I take your order? This is from Christy Bickley. Listening to it's the my Joel. Favorite model. She was really good. <laughs> Uptown Bick. Listening to the Joel David Moore podcast, you guys are talking about how far cell phones have come in the last eight years. Just a sign of the times. The most common phrases out of my three year old's mouth are Mom, can you unlock your iPhone? I refuse to give her the code so I can still monitor when she plays with it. And I want to text an email. Definitely not words I said as a three-year-old. Anxious to see what is on the horizon for her technology-wise. Well, her kids won't speak with words. They will communicate uh, via a series of blinks and um, telepathic downloads. Yes. It'll be much like the diving bell and the butterfly. Exactly like that. Exactly like that. Oh, you know what? Uh, a lot of people after our J.J. Abrams... J.J. Abrams. J.J. J.J. Like they were talking about... You know, no horror anthology movies. And yeah. everyone brought up Trick or Treat. Yes, I forgot to mention Trick or Treat, which is a great, great movie if you haven't seen it. Um, but, like, uh, we were talking more, I think, about, like, like TV shows like Twilight Zone and Tales from the Crypt. That, like, there's, like, there needs to be more of those. I agree. Yeah. I wonder why they're... They're showing a sub-channel right now. showing a bunch of Alfred Hitchcock uh, presents, which are always, always not as good as... Twilight Zones, but you know, still fun to watch. It's not like one with like a really young Bruce Dern, yep. and, uh, a really young Leslie Nielsen. Um, this is uh, from Jonah Mosian. It's a dumb name, right? The Jonah part. Is that right? what you were saying? That's what I was saying. Uh, dear Snack Dynamos. Oh, this is for um, Mike and Tom Eat Snacks. Which, Which is yeah, the, I didn't know you acquired. Yes, that. yes, yeah, we yeah. got yes, guys. Uh, Michael Ian Black and Tom Cavanaugh. It was it was um, 
I mean, I've, I, I've known Mike Black for a long time, but I didn't know that, you know, that, that their podcast was being uh, removed from the network they were on before. And so Kumail sent me an email and said, hey, you know, I know that their podcast is making some changes. Maybe this would be a good fit for you. And so Mike Black and I emailed each other and, and he I said, I fucking would do it in a second. He said, great. Nice. And so uh, and so Mike and Tom eat snacks with with Mike, Mike Lee and Black and Tom Cavanaugh is now on the Nerdist Network. Talk about it. They eat snacks and, and talk about it. Um, so, I mean, I guess I could read this equipment, but it's really for Mike and Tom eat snacks. Uh, We're going to have to get, like, separated equipment now. Separ- you got to keep them separated. My least favorite band in the 90s, The Offspring, just in case you ever wanted to know. Really? Least favorite? Least favorite. Wow. Yep. Wow. Thanks. It represented everything about, like, frat guy rock that I couldn't. Well, they're fans. Really thought the Dave Matthews but band was going to make this list. Uh, whose fans? List. Offspring fans. I mean, they were, like, legit, like, punk band from Orange County. But like it's like they just kind of became a surf jock kind of. I think that's what it was. I don't have anything against them personally. I do. I just the music to me like just felt too male and aggressive for the kind of uh, soft alternative Radiohead rock that I was into. Yeah, soft alternative rock. Uh, That's you know, uh, Smash by Offspring was the like uh, it was such a big hit for uh, Epitaph Records that they made so much money that they had to give. They had to spend it all in that year. So everyone uh, that worked for Epitaph, even down to the forklift operators, got what was called the smash bonus, which was like they all got thousands of dollars as a bonus for the end of the year. Really? Because they just had to not have the money. Oh, wow. Yeah, they had to like liquidate the money. Were you, were you an Offspring fan? No, I never really got into them. I mean, like it, it was just part of that wave of uh, you know punk that came out around that time. And I, I got that first album. Uh, never got it because, like, you know, I, I shied away from the punk that, like, a lot of surfers listen to, like you said, the kind of male jockey surfer guy type. It just makes me think of like frat guys in a house near a keg, chest bumping and fucking high fiving and yeah. talking about pussy. It's hard to not blame a band for the fans that they get. Like, you know, you think about your average Rage Against the Machine fan has no idea what they're talking like, you know, has no idea what Rage Against the Machine is really trying to t- say. <laughs> or how nerdy Tom Morello actually is. Actually is, yeah. Or like, like you know, just like or any of the political beliefs. They, you know, they'll, they just don't get it. They don't get it. What the fuck? I'm mad now, Jonah. I'm sorry, Chris. Well, that's all right. That's all right. I had another comment here, and I just accidentally, I went to grab my phone, and it, it leapt into the trash. <laughs> Which was not my um, fucking. Uh... Uh, I have to go. Where are you going? I gotta shoot B-roll. Well, before you shoot B-roll, you have a minute, right? I gotta go upstairs and grab the fucking computer. All the way upstairs. Well, it's all the way over there now. Uh, this is from Eric Solomon. Hey guys, my name is Eric Solomon. Uh, we listen to Nerdist, a bunch uh, at the shop I own called Night Owl's Print Shop. It's a screen printing shop in Houston, Texas. Nice. Hey, maybe Michael Yole stop by and they can screen print a Kardashian thing. <laughs> Uh, First and foremost, thanks for the enjoyable content. Second, if you ever need, we screen print all sorts of stuff here from tees to gig posters and do a ton of other promo stuff. If you can never do anything for the podcast, we'd be honored and love to. Thanks again for the podcast. Sure, make a thing. (laughs) Yeah. Why not? Houston is where Southpaw Guitars is. Willie's Guitars is the guitar shop I was thinking of in St. Paul, Minnesota that's going to fucking blow your mind. I'm going to go. Southpaw, though, they just sell left-handed guitars. It's probably mecca for me I this equipment is from p squidlumd and it's and then a bunch of links it's mm-hmm. spam <laughs> we got spammed 
We got spammed. We got to spam it. Spam it. I have a studio crew waiting for me. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't you brag some more? Yeah. yeah. Don't shed any blood on your way out the door. Uh, no. Not to. Do it on the other side of the door. Cool. Don't do it on your way. Well, you still have to walk by. Please go to the doctor and take care of yourself. Please. I'm very busy. You guys. I am imploring you. Make it my Christmas and birthday present. Go take care of yourself. Bye, Matt. Bye, Matthew. The fuck? It upsets me. What are we going to do with that guy? I don't know. Like. You un- do you understand now when you have someone you care about who's younger what it must be like for a parent to watch their kid do stupid things. Yeah. You're like, God damn it. Would you just fucking yeah. straighten up? It's so easy to just do this thing so no, you don't like, die. Like I would be, and I get that. I get that fear that takes place when like something like that happens where you, you want to make it lighthearted. You want to make it a joke. It's like, oh, I'm kind of, I'm feeling dizzy. Like I got the feel of this weird lump in my head. And like, you know, it's nothing. I'll just joke about it. But like, you know, that's, I know that knee jerk reaction. But shitting blood is a serious fucking thing. And I know he's <laughs> not good. I know he's scared, but like, come on. Yeah, he should really go to the doctor. Yeah, yeah. He should really go to the But we can't make him. No. I mean, I, I'll, I'll fucking, I'll pay his, like, it's 80 bucks to just go and get checked up. I on. will pay that too, but he yeah. won't. Anyway, how's everything with you? That's fine. <laughs> I'm not, uh, I, don't, I don't have blood coming out of me, which is nice. Yeah, that sickness was gnarly that I got. You, was, it a, was it a mega flu or a shitty cold? Or it was, what was a it? shitty cold, but you know, I rarely get sick, sick. So it was just like, when I do, it just takes me out. Like, um, I was really like, just out of it and head throbbing the whole time. And also, you know, when I get stuffed up and my nose is just leaking, I get post-nasal drip. And it just goes all down to my chest. And, you know, and then there'll be like a week of me just hacking up stuff. That's where you can get bronchitis because that's when infections occur. Yeah, exactly. That's actually what, uh, growing up, I would get chron- I had chronic bronchitis. I would get it every few months because I would have allergies, stuffed up, post-nasal drip, infection. Every time. Maybe that should be the name of your album. Post-nasal drip? Post-nasal drip. Every time. Every time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I got it because I got to go with the original plan of having all three albums have the name taken from Mr. Science Theater, the movie. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's gonna be good. I think the A side's gonna be uh, pretty tight, and I think the B side's gonna be just really filthy. This is your third album. This is my second. Your album. second album. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny a- you've you've been doing comedy for less time than I have, and you're already putting out your second album. I still have not put out a first album. Well, but it know, took Paul F. like twenty years to put yeah, out his did. album it too. Did. And like you know, I'm not saying I have gotten to a place where I, I should. I but I but I like you know like I've always talked about like my I have an aesthetic of just being you know like. Like in bands where it's just like, you know, you get some songs together, you record, you put out a, you know, an EP. Yeah, I've been too, like, precious about it. I'm, like, trying not to be precious about it because then I, I think I'll just, like, with so many other things I do where it's like I'm just not going to do it because I'm like, no, I got to wait till I can do it right. I know. I, I'm the same way or, I'm a, or in, that, in that sense where I'm like, it's not perfect yet. Yeah. Like, you know what? But imperfections are what make things great sometimes. But I also, you know, the other part of it is um, I want to just, I want to put this chunk of material out that I'm working on the last few years and then just and then I'm done with it yeah. and then I can and then I and then I fucking just start over yeah I want to I want to hear some more personal stuff for me yeah yeah it's always been I hard think- for me to write personal stuff because it's so personal and it's not it's not that I'm ashamed to talk about stuff no, it's you're not just a guarded person in like not, in real life I mean like with like interacting with sure friends. sure sure yeah. I think it's just I think it's just you know the funny, the, the, the ironically, the funny thing about what's not funny about it is that, like, you know, 
I mean, my dad was a professional bowler. You'd think I'd have tons of material about that. Yeah. But in the end, I kind of just go, I don't know what's funny about that. It was just, I, I don't know. If I really talked about what that was like, it yeah. might, it just might well, not be funny to people. I think, uh, you know, like there's something I've been thinking about doing for a while, which is just try to start from the beginning of yep. my life and, and just try to remember each kind of thing that sticks out yep. and write rem- everything I remember of it. And then kind of take a look at it, see if there's any themes, see if there's anything ridiculous about it. Maybe I would do that to too. I would, I would do that too. I mean, I, and I do do that too. And I'm just excited because like all of the old material that I had written, you know, before I, before I was a little more comfortable with who I am, you know, publicly on stage or whatever, yeah. just about about the stuff that I'm into and the kind of and the nerd the nerd yeah. stuff that I love, like all of that old material about like growing up in the South and the like rednecks, like all that material is gone. Like I'm not that will not be on the special. Oh, it's not. Nope. I'm so happy to be done with really? it. Really? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really. I mean, first, I, not to say that's. I mean, they're great jokes. I just well, I appreciate that, but I but I also feel like they don't really say a lot about who I am. First of all, and secondly, I did them on um, the John Oliver special oh, yeah, on, yeah. on Comedy Central, and I don't want to repeat that stuff. Yeah, because that's already out there. It's already out there, and and I just feel like it doesn't really, it doesn't really say anything about who I am now. Yeah, and it's so just the guys' comments on that. Yeah, stuff. yeah, exactly. It's just like the, anyone could have written those jokes. Yeah, yeah and yeah. so I, I, you know, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to put together stuff that's. Um, and I feel like I'm fucking crazy to try to do it by February, which is when I'm going to record. But you know, you're the kind of, you're you've always been the kind of guy to just like buckle down and do it. I I don't doubt that I will buckle down and do it. And the, the like the, in the like the work ethic that you got from writing that book, where you were just like you know you were just in the shop, you know, the coffee shop every day, just doing it. That it's it, it's probably stupid, but it's part of the reason why I want why I, I'm I kind of wanted the date to be so soon because I knew that. I would not have time to like go back and forth about stuff. But then the thing, the only thing that freaks me out a little bit is like, well, maybe this is a case where you really should be going back and <laughs> forth about stuff. Yeah. I just know that, you know, uh, I, I mean, I just, I hope that the hour is going to be as tight as I want and need it to be post for the special. <laughs> well, yeah, but post can't add jokes that should be in there. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, That's I don't true. know. I, I guess I, I'm, I'm just kind of, I guess I'm just trying to follow the advice that I, um, you know, freely throw at other people like I fucking know anything. Yeah. And which is just like, you know, you just fucking do it. And then there's nothing more motivating than having a deadline, having a date, having a project do some sort of an event that will motivate you from, you know, out of the the very unmotivated state of like, oh, we just have an open ended thing. Yeah. And uh Hey, it's uh, Attack of the Show uh, producer Sean Jordan. Oh, Matt, oh, that's so sweet. Matt Matt just went to go shoot B-roll for Attack of the Show. I'll eat it. How you doing, Sean Jordan? Nice to see you, too. What is that? Uh, balsamic marinated steak, chicken mashed potatoes, a cranberry pie, and a three-bean salad. Wow. That smells amazing. Where did that come from? Uh, there's some up in the de- 3F upstairs. AOTS one. Apartment 3F? The Sklar's brother? The Sklar brothers show? Lost reference. Totally lost reference. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm, uh, I told you I did their uh, their podcast, right? Scarborough Country. Yeah, Scarborough Country. It's actually going to be this week. It's this week's episode. They, they like they call me. They're like, uh, we finally figured out a way to have you on the show. I was like, well, how? They're like, we're going to do an end of the year top five uh, indie rock song. And so it was like uh, <laughs> them. They they each picked five. I picked five, and uh, uh, Matt uh, p- picked five. Awesome. Yeah. Um, 
It was, it was a good, it was a fun time. Love those guys. Um, you did Who Charted too. I did Who Charted this week. So fun. you have to do it. It's I will. Like, it's such a goofy, fun time. Like, I absolutely Kulov, will. Kulov is like, like, you know, I've, you know, she's always been great. She's always been really funny, but she really has figured something out. I love those Earwolf guys. I did the Apple Sisters show, the Christmas special for the yeah. Apple Sisters. Yeah, it's my third, it's my third uh, Earwolf, being on an Earwolf podcast. Because I did, uh, did you do, how did this get made? I did do How This Get Made. Which movie? What Paul was your movie? It was, um, oh, fu- oh, Season of the Witch. Oh, Nicholas nice. Cage. I also had, I had uh, The Wicker Man. So we both had uh, <laughs> Nicholas Cage. If they ever have Matt on it, they should get him to do It like, was such other. a fun podcast. Like, we literally went to The Grove that day, wa- all watched oh. Season of the Witch together. See, that's awesome. That's and then I... went straight to the studio and recorded the podcast. So it was all fresh. Man, that's because, yeah, we, I, I watched, you know, because we just had to watch it. Yeah. So, like, they're like, he's like, hey, here's a link to, uh, the video or the the movie, so go watch Wicker Man. But um, but anyway, well that's good. Well, you were saying um, it, there is a there is a large part of just having the blind faith that you'll pull it off when you go and do something. <laughs> There's know? a little bit of stupidity in that. Yeah, and like this, the fact the thing is, like you know how what was I four years in, maybe five years in by the t- when I did that first seven inch. Well, you know what's crazy is that in two thousand two. Um, Rob Zombie had a uh, had some sort of a, a deal with Warner Brothers Records where he could just make stuff. Yeah, and you wanted to do the hard firm record, right? No, he wanted to do my stand up record. Oh. So Rob was going to produce my stand up album, and uh, I was still shitty and drinking at the time and a fucking mess. And uh, but you know, I just got really precious about it, and so I would record sets and I take them over to his house and he'd be like, "This sounds great." And then I just got afraid and I put it off because I, I didn't think it was going to be perfect. And he was like, "Look." Just put it out. Like, just get it out into the world, you yeah. know? And then and then whatever you didn't like from the first one, then you can do better the second one. Yeah, that's, and that's, I think that's a music mentality. Well, a lot, of, a, lot, like, a, a lot of the philosophy that I have about, like, how to work and how to get work done comes from Rob Zombie. Yeah. Because he is a guy who he just, you know, when he gets an idea, he just figures out how to make it. He just yeah. fucking does it. Yeah, and, and like, it, you know, it took him a long time to finish uh, Thousand Corpses. A, long, a very long time, yeah. and so I, I really feel like uh, I need to to not to not be precious about it. And so I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go to Portland between uh, Christmas and New Year's, and um, I noticed that Al Madrigal is performing up at Helium in Portland, oh, nice. which is a great new club. The, the Philly club Helium opened a, a West Coast club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been in yeah, Portland, which everyone says is great. Jobs. So I called Al and asked him if I could get up and just do some sets out of town over the you know between Christmas and New Year's. At Helium in Portland, and he said, "Sure." And and fucking Brendan Walsh is going to be there too. Oh, gonna so be it's so going to so I'm going to be doing a you know a handful of sets, guest sets uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. on um, on the show with Al Madrigal and Brendan Walsh at uh, Helium in Portland next next week. Who's hosting? I don't know. Probably Ron Funches. Uh, <laughs> is Ron? Does Ron live up in Portland? Ron lives in Portland. Yeah. Fucking hope Ron Funches yeah, is on he, that show. He actually he showed up uh, to our uh, our meet and greet at uh, at. Um, Ground control when yep. they were up there. But oh, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think he left right before you got there. Oh, okay. no, yeah. I saw Ron there. Saw yeah, 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 I saw him there. Yeah, so I will definitely be going to ground control while I'm up there. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I, I just I kind of wanted to get out of town a little bit because it's dead here. And That's why I love it. And I just, I know, I know, but I'm afraid that if I stay in town, I'll end up doing more work. Yeah. And I kind of want a, a little bit of a break. So even though I still managed to fit some work into... So I just yeah, want to go to Portland. Like, and, but that's a, you know, you'll be hanging out during the day and you'll be riding. It's yeah, a beautiful city. I want to I just want to go to Portland, hang out, eat delicious food, write, you know, like work like just focus on writing, trying to write some new jokes. Yeah. Trying them out in Portland. 
and then and then coming back. Are you, you know, stay in a hotel? Are you gonna try and find like a house for rent? I'm gonna stay in a hotel. Okay, cool. I'm gonna stay in a hotel. And uh, yeah, so I, I, that that should be fun. Are yeah. you you're in town? Yeah, Dean and I are sticking around. Um, we were thinking about going to a cabin like we did last year, uh, but like you know we live in a house and you know we have the dog and the cat, so we kind of have a cabin to ourselves. Yeah, you know. So we're gonna stick around. A stabbing we're gonna, cabin. Stabbing cabin. Uh, but we're gonna uh, like Christmas Eve. We're gonna go and like you know like just kind of go and just eat and drink and uh, like they're showing a uh, uh, battle royale at Cine Family. Um, oh, that's cool. You remember, you know, Battle Royale? It's mm. the Japanese movie. that It never really came out in any official ca- capacity in theaters out here. Uh, but I saw it at the, um, at the Hawaii International Film Festival when it was just made. And it's this amazing movie where it's all these, this, it's the near future and there's been a big economic collapse in Japan. And there's this big divide between uh, the younger generation and the older generation. Where okay. Like a lot of violence is going on. And so there's this thing where it's like they don't really have enough, uh, they have too many people and they got to kind of weed them out. And so every, there's a lottery chosen where a class will just be kind of gassed, thinking they're on their way to a field trip. Okay. So they fall asleep, and they wake up on this island. Uh, and there's this guy saying, okay, you, uh, your class has been chosen. The last of you who survives this uh, weekend on this island uh, uh, gets to go to college, gets to live and go to college. And oh, so shit. they give these kids these packs and they're all just Japanese. Oh, but then children. they got to go to college and there's yeah, exactly. homework. They get to survive. Um, so, but they all have these collars around their neck. So if they go to, if they try to escape or if they try to not die, and if there's like multiple people alive by the end of the time, they all die. So it's like Running Man, <laughs> but with college students instead of like prisoners. Running Man and, uh, so they all have to kill each other. Uh, so it's like Running Man and Clockwork Orange and Lord of the Flies. Is, is it on? It, is it Netflixable? Um, yeah, you can Netflix it. Like uh, you have to order the disc, uh, or you can go see it. Cinefamily. Oh, it's at Cinefamily. Yeah, they're gonna they're doing a whole run of it. Oh shit! Yeah. Cinefamily.org. Cinefamily.org is is it's the best. They're doing really like it's our. We finally have like something close to the Alamo Draft House, and it's Cinefamily. It is yeah. I don't think they serve booze there, like at the Alamo. They don't. They don't have food or booze. I mean, they. I mean, they have like cupcakes that are really. But that's good not why you go. I mean, like you no. go to see good stuff. And they have and, great stuff. And they're there. consistently like they're consistently fantastic. There. Yeah, it's really really family. cool. I'm actually um, gonna get the uh, uh, like a black card membership for Christmas. Well, this is this will be our last show of the year, hostful show of the year, because next week I'm gonna put up the. I'm just calling it the stand up cluster. Cool, that's great. And I'm gonna so uh, that's a two hour show. And so I'm just going to put up one show next week because I feel like it'll take time for people to get through it. Yeah. And we're all going to be – I'm, I'm going to be out of town, and, and, uh, and so we won't – I feel like, eh, we'll just, end the sh- we'll just end the year with, like, a big – with, like, the big stand-up special. That's great, yeah. We really got to – are we going to do anything for our two-year anniversary? I guess we're going to be out of town. Oh, baby, I'm sorry. I totally forgot it was our anniversary. Uh, but, Chris. I left your gift at the store. I'll be right back to go <laughs> get it. We both just running to the car and yeah. peeling out joke. Um, hey, when I was in London, I heard on the radio a, a an artist that I'd never heard before. Mm-hmm. And she's fucking great. What's her name? Lindy Ortega. Do you know her? No, I do I had never heard of her. She's Canadian. And she uh, basically is like... She's kind of Sarah Watkinsy. She does like like kind of uh, bluegrass, rockabilly, country oh, nice. kind of stuff. And uh, she had a really great Christmas song on there. And I don't probably can't play the whole song, uh, but I think um, I don't know. Part of it, right? But I could play part of it. Just comment on it. 
Oh, is that is that what I can I do? I think that's like you can play part of it, but you have to use it not as entertainment, but as a as you're giving commentary on it. Well, I'm telling people they should go buy it because I bought I bought her Christmas album, and then um, I bought her other album, which is called Little Red Boots, which is really good. Yeah. But I just think this is a really it's a nice this is a nice adorable Christmas song. Thanks. My previous favorite Christmas song was the McGarrigal family Christmas hour. Uh, the McGarrigal family of uh, Rufus Wainwright. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, singing a song called Spotlight on Christmas, which is a fucking great song. Nice, I have to check that out. Uh, it's really good. But this one is uh, this one's called Christmas Eve with You, and it's really nice. Let's see if I can get away with this. I'm already sold. Right? Yeah. Where do the lyrics come in? Her voice is awesome. Yeah, I, I just pulled into Garage Band and dropped, dropped in a harmony. <laughs> you ever hear about that? Like um, the guy from Red Cross uh, took the the White Stripes album and just like put bass in it, <laughs> and then like he released it as a, like a as a bootleg, but just like photoshopped it into all a bunch of pictures of him. That's a brilliant idea. Yeah. Fucking fiddle. That's great. Yeah. So that's, that's really nice. That's Lindy Ortega. I probably shouldn't play the whole song. I don't want I don't want it's Legal weird. It's like, well, it's promotional, but I want a record label to be like, what do you think you're doing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What do you think you're doing with our song? <laughs> a our Canadian. Um did you get into anything crazy in a did you already talk about you didn't get to talk about your trip to England, really? I talked about it a little bit. Oh, okay. But uh we should probably let our listeners go now. How long has it been? Uh one oh nine. Oh. Yes, perfect, perfect length for a show, really. Yeah, yeah I think so. Uh, well, happy Christmas, Jonah Ray. Happy Christmas, Chris Hardwick. Happy holiday. Happy everything to everyone. Yeah, I guess so. And uh, thanks, thanks for, uh, thanks for year. sticking around for this year of 2011. It's been a really fun, weird, like weirdly, strangely fun, yeah. crazy... A lot of stuff happened to us this year. A lot of like stuff separately, happened. separately, uh, together with the podcast. Yeah, separately and together, we all got jobs. Yeah. Um uh, the pilot. <laughs> Some of us went through a breakup. Yes, <laughs> uh, and uh, you know it was it was, but but work but work stuff was great, and and we would not have been able to do it without the people who you know tune into the podcast, or which yeah. is not how you listen to a podcast. You don't tune in, you tune but who, in. but who get you the podcast and who uh, you know who watch our stuff and come out and see us live, and you know we hope that um, you'll stick around with us for 2012 because we have more fun stuff coming up. So yeah. uh, very sincerely, uh, I say uh, thank you so much. Have great holidays and uh, enjoy your burrito. Now leaving nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito.
Behind every successful business is a story, and some of them might surprise you. Like how Chobani's first yogurt factory was discovered on a piece of junk mail, or how the founder of the multi-million dollar cosmetics brand Drunk Elephant was told by everyone, including her own mother, that the name sounded like a dive bar. I'm Guy Raz, and on my show How I Built This, I talk to founders behind the world's biggest companies and brands to learn the real stories of how they built them. In each episode, you'll hear entrepreneurs share moments of doubt and failure and talk about how they were able to overcome them on their way to the top. How I Built This is like a masterclass in innovation and creativity, a how-to guide for navigating life's challenges from the people who've done it all. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus.